You're listening to episode number 206 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Fresh from his Season 10 victory on America's Got Talent, now you can see the hilarious antics of Paul Zerden and his sharp-tongued characters mouthing off at Planet Hollywood. For tickets, call 800-745-3000 or visit paulzerden.com. Learn details on how you can win free tickets to see Paul Zierden at Planet Hollywood later in the show during our Vegas Deals segment. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So, Tony, there has been... We, we've had this conversation offline a bit. Uh, Tony, Tony's been a little more sober lately on the show uh, <laughs> that, that, than normal. And, and we, we, I, I've said... You know, to you, and I'll say it now publicly that I, I love both versions of you. Whether you're gonna get fucking piss ass drunk and we just ramble on for fucking three hours, or or you're you're on point and you're Tony, like all right, let's let's we're having some fun, we're making jokes, but we got a fucking show to and do here. Through this. The listeners are not as much of a fan of Taskmaster Tony as they are of piss ass <laughs> drunk Tony. What are your thoughts? on Really? That? Oh yeah, yeah. We we've, we've had many a feedback on. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of the early feedback to our Twitter poll that's currently out there about whether we should do a live show at least once a month or just once a month uh, is that um, they are pro it if Tony has a minimum three drink uh, uh, or has, has a three drink minimum before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know, I'll tell you, it, um, it, it has a lot to do with how many pages of script we've got when we... <laughs> when we sit down and do this, when we've got a longer script like we do this week, like we did two weeks ago, you know, sometimes you do need to keep the, the um, you know, the train moving. If if ever there comes a time when we're down to like two or three pages when oh you send Lord. them to me, I'll just get completely shit-faced. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we'll, you know, we'll just see how long we can make three pages last. Well, so. so Mark can't ever get down to two or three pages because his twit pick monologues are at least a page and a half on that's horseshit minus this week (laughs) i was gonna say in fairness mark your twit pics have been growing in length Mm. yes and so are the descriptions on the different pictures that you like it's it's just the angle of the camera that's all it is that's fantastic oh too well hey i do have to say uh alistair did a very very adequate job last week. Adequate. I was I was I was impressed at just the level of adequacy he was able to bring. See, here's here's the There sad was a thing. minimum requirement I, and he he hit that minimum. I am just picturing these two going back and forth at each other every time. Oh, he was fine. No, I didn't I didn't I didn't kick Tony off the island. <laughs> like I just I'm I'm envisioning this constant back and forth, which quite honestly. Now I'm really interested to get him both on the show just to listen to him battle it out. <laughs> you know what I thought would have been fun would have been to have done um some sort of like recap overview of last week's show to be like, <laughs> and then let's listen to what Alistair said here. Now let's talk about well that's complete bullshit. <laughs> I would but say the I most talked about thing is his pronunciation of taco. <laughs> right, yeah, 
Which is so funny because he gives us shit for slaughtering, quote unquote, his language. Right. I think there's about 35 million people that take great exception to your taco. <laughs> British boy. So, in fairness, boy. it was their language first. Ta- taco was not. Well, well, taco wasn't in their language to begin with, because that came from the Mexicans. So right. let's just uh, you know put that out there to you can forgive was him. Was it Mexicans a word. or was it Spanish? Does it matter? Let's just, I let's don't just know call if it, it was that. in Spain or not. I, I go with so- South Americans. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm guessing that probably wasn't in the. <laughs> The, the British Empire's lingo prior to the United States becoming what it was. Um, so now he never has to learn how to properly pronounce that word? Well, well, well it was a part of our country. I don't know what accent. That's, that's, that's after Alistair's had a stroke. <laughs> well, and I'm concerned about my earlier impression because apparently I did, I, did, I did the Canadians pretty good. I don't want to mess up the, the UK. But then again... We don't do impressions. There's so we, we, many... Different. We would like to, but we don't. Well, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't impressions. It was my my ability to uh, use their accent appropriately. Eh? Well, no, and I had the a boot and a couple other things a, in there. A boot and a. a. That's the Canadian a accent. A. a boot and a. Hey, hey. John said I was welcome. I was an honorary Canadian citizen. I think it's because you're a woman who understood hockey. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start the show. Uh, He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Wayne McAllister, the architect behind the El Rancho, the Sands, and many more as well, as largely credited with giving Vegas its design. Its design. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) With its design aesthetic was a high school dropout that taught himself architecture. We got that from Architecture Las Vegas Magazine. Which probably makes sense because he didn't follow any of the rules. He did his own thing. It's You know, it's so funny that you said that. Later in the article I was reading, they say exactly that. Like, it's almost better that he never went to school mm-hmm. because a lot of what he did would have been, a lot of his creativity and what he's known for, they said would have been taught out of him yeah. if he went to school. He had a natural gift. Absolutely fascinating, uh, amazing article I read on this. I wish it was easy to share with you, but it has inspired a shit ton of vintage research on this. Wayne McAllister, oh, I can't. The, Mark, Mark's got a little hard on. Yeah, it, the, this, <laughs> this is the guy that kind of created it all. Like, if you think about, about Vegas, he's kind of the guy that set the tone, set, set the vibe. Like, it, it's... I mean, anybody who's been there, whether you look at old pictures or even today, when you look at, at, at the Vegas Strip, it doesn't look like any other place on this planet. And he kind of set that up. Awesome. Huh. Uh, two, uh, two quick observations. Observation number one, Architecture Las Vegas magazine. Yes. What an incredibly specific fucking niche magazine. It's so good, <laughs> too. Architecture Las Vegas magazine. I have to say thank you to at Raising Las Vegas. Christina shared this with me. I am really? head over. She sent it to me. Sent me a copy of it. I am head over heels in love with this magazine. It is fat. So it's literally on my desk. Karen's looking at it right now. I love this magazine. And you'll love this on top of it. The guy that wrote the article... He submits Twit Picks of the Weeks every week. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh, really? Yes. I, like, I, I read the article, and I get to the end of it, and I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy. Oh, that's huh. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> wow. We are making this large world a small one. Uh-huh. Uh, second observation. Yes. So he's a high school dropout that taught himself architecture. Now I get the scene from a very Brady Christmas where the building collapses in on Mike and how that happened now. Got it. I get it. It all came. It's finally 30 years later come full circle. He's so, amazing. So, okay. He is I'm looking amazing. at Mark. I have no fucking idea. I'm like, I have no about. idea where he's going with this. That, that is an absolutely amazing I pull, Some Tony. of the listeners got it. It I, is an amazing I, pull. I don't get it. Actually, let, let me throw one more factoid out at you that I'm overly enthusiastic about. This guy at the age of 19 earned a $10 million contract to build a, a hotel casino resort down in Tijuana, Mexico. That number in, in today's dollars would be $2 billion. What? Oh at my 19 years old. It, this a high was in the 1940s, I believe. Yes, 40s, 1940s. A high, a high school dropout. A high school dropout who taught himself ar- architecture at the age of 19 got a $2 
billion dollar fucking resort contract. And by the way, when he built the El Rancho, do you know what they referred to it as originally? It, like, I can't remember the exact name of the property that he built in Mexico. It was like the Caliente something or another. But what they called the El Rancho when it opened in Vegas was the Caliente of the West. That's how amazing what he did at fucking 19, a high school dropout, $2 billion, changed the world. That's awesome. That is amazing. Hmm. Wayne McAllister, a guy you've also probably never even heard of, yeah, fucking blow your mind in, and has shaped a place that you love so much. This is why I'm a fucking giant nerd for Vegas fucking history. Oh, well, Las Vegas. All I can say is thank God they didn't have Pokemon Go back in the 1940s. Not, no, we are not Wayne even. would have missed out on. We're not. We're not doing it. I, don't show. bring it up. Don't. No. It's coming next show. Move on. <laughs> Fine. Tell me about the, this twit pick of the week. Break out your Commodore 64, feather that hair, and turn up Michael Jackson's Thriller because there is all sorts of awesome going on in this week's winter. Brought to you by at the Forum Shops, showing Center Strip circa 1982. Even our friend, Dr. Dave, at UNLV Gaming, didn't know where to start, so I shall attempt to undertake this gargantuan task. First, I would like to argue that Caesar's signage today is a sad excuse for a marquee in comparison to this big, beautiful, massive sign. Rocking the old Caesar's font along with gold characters set with that lovely blue backdrop. This picture shows how old school Caesar's made it crystal clear that the man we know as Newton is dominating the U.S. and currently appearing in the Circus Maximus Theater. Good God, look at that thing. I'm in awe. It's so large, it even does a pretty good job of hiding the Shell gas station sign behind it. Next up, the Imperial Palace has a marquee. Not a three-story storage shed, but an actual marquee that lights up at night, showing off the resort's theme and pagodas and all. And representing what happened in my pants when I saw this picture is Flamingo's iconic plume sign, complete with the neon rainbow and pots of gold at its base. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's well known in this community that I love signage and Vegas marquees are usually the best of the best. So this picture was kind of like signage porn to me. I can't tell you this picture represents or juxtaposes the coked out representation, the 80s represent reputation Ugh, I was going so well wasn't I <laughs> you were doing pretty well for that length yeah the reputation the 80s had but uh, whatever it is I like it <laughs> that is gorgeous I love that picture so much yeah it was it was cool it was cool just to kind of see how they used to take real uh, pride in their signage yeah that, that I think you could argue to a certain extent is quite lacking and wanting these days. Look, I get it. Now. When you get an, LA, an LED screen, you can put all sorts of stuff up yeah. there. And, um, you know, and to a certain extent, even the win was pretty revolutionary with its LED that had this and may still have the sliding part yeah, that goes yeah, up the, and down wiping that kind screen, of changes yeah. the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but that being said, I mean, if you look center strip right now, yeah, the, the signage isn't there. I was kind of blown away. Like when I saw this sign, I'm like, that's what it used to look like. So I was thinking about Caesar's marquee now. I'm like, it's fucking shit compared to this. It's, I mean, it's still basically the same sign. They just make absolutely no effort now. So, so I'm struggling with how this is all positioned because you've got these three signs in a row and the two properties are on opposite sides of the street. And so someone's standing in the Caesars parking lot, taking a picture of that and across the street. So on a, kind of on a diagonal. Yeah. So, I mean, because Flamingo, Imperial Palace, oh, and, and, okay. and, and Harrah's, which a, in this picture, if you look closely, you'll see uh, the Holiday Casino. And that's uh, uh, that that's also in that picture. Okay. Same so angle. You just can't see the strip at all, which is also a little misleading because right now it's such a major. Oh, right. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So so the Caesars Marquis is, is literally right up on a little two-lane road going down the center. And parking lot. Yeah, in the yeah. parking lot. Well, yeah, but no. So, so the picture's taken from the parking lot. It's not taken from the street. Right, exactly. So what I was struggling with was where was the street because it didn't look like there's room oh, for it, but oh, there's okay, room I for see. it. I so. see what you're saying. Yeah. I, okay, I'm, I'm better now. I got there it. There you go. No, it, it's really cool, and it, it does crack me up how the Wayne Newton sign has a whole outline of what's supposed to be the United States. <laughs> the yeah. country. It's like, yeah. Wayne Newton rules the country. He's here. Yeah. 
That's great. Well, listen, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. Oh, hold on a second. I just realized. What's that? In the, the Wayne Newton thing, the bird, yeah. if I think of yeah. Ellen Gr Griswold's Wayne-a-maniacs thing, there was, wasn't there a bird on her dress? Yeah, I think. Was there? I, yeah, good I call. Just I think there was. But I thought there was a bird-esque, at least look to it or something. Oh, see, now we're going to have to go watch it because I want to look. There, no, there was something oh, about oh, a bird. Uh, uh, were you looking for an excuse to watch Vegas Vacation? Because <laughs> you don't need one. <laughs> Every once in a while, do I? I need to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this again. Okay, that's why. But no, I, I think now, see, now I'm going to go look because I swear there's like a whole bird motif Maniac. thing going on her Waniac. Well, that would make sense because remember, he said uh, he, when they start the um, the loving you song, and it's do 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 do, and he and he turns and he goes, can we get a little birds? And you, and you hear the birds chirping. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I I may have seen that movie one or two hundred right? times. So. Yeah, we we got it. We we know. All right, let's check out the news. So we've got more confirmed events for the 360 Vegas Vacation 4. I, I get that this is just just under a year away, but this is fun. Part of the planning is fun. <laughs> While we aren't necessarily always trying to bring you new experiences every 360 Vegas Vacation, we are always trying to find ways to improve the experience, if it can be improved upon. And we think we've found a way to do that. One of the things we've always tried to do from day one on the show is to be transparent about our news sources, which is why we make a point to reference the source we learn the news from, or in the case of a story that multiple sources are reporting on, we highlight our favorite reporting of said story. <laughs> Doing that, as you can imagine, has been very welcomed, especially in a medium like blogs and new media that somehow think it's more important to be the first to report on something instead of actually the best at reporting it. And as a result, we've not only met, but become friends with a lot of the sources we use for news. And we thought, in the spirit of sharing with you the awesome experiences available in Vegas, that you have the opportunity to meet the people and our friends behind those sources. So, for the first time in Vegas vacation history, we will give you the chance to meet them. At 360 Vegas Vacation 4, we will have a meet and greet event featuring Scott Robin of Vital Vegas, Michael Mavestro of Vegas Bright, and Mark Meltz of, well, actually many. Handles. Yeah, well, yeah. well many, many media outlets is what I was looking for, but his blog is Edge Vegas. Just a relaxed get together in a bar lounge so you can meet the people that provide the content on our show, as well as some really fucking cool people. We can't thank all of them for agreeing to be a part of 360 Vegas Vacation 4 and can't wait for all of you to meet them. But that's not all. Another thing we've tried to be from day one is supportive. So whenever someone new joined the options available to you in the podcast world, if we felt a show was good enough to tell you about, we would do so. So in that spirit, we thought, why not take it a step further and give you the opportunity to meet them? So... For the first time in Vegas vacation history, we will give you the chance to meet some of the people who do some great Vegas podcasts of their own. At 360 Vegas Vacation 4, we will have a meet and greet event featuring the people behind, you can bet on that, Mark Duvall and Dr. Mike, and Aces and Faces host, Chris. I don't remember his last name, sorry Chris. <laughs> Again, we can't thank them enough for agreeing to be a part of 360 Vegas Vacation 4, and can't wait for all of you to meet them. I would love to hear both of you. I know both of your feelings on this. I would like to hear you say them on, on, on mic. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I know they're yeah. going to love this. I'm working on so, this really hard. So say it. Tell them how, tell much, everybody. how much you like what I've been working on. <laughs> Tony, go ahead. Um, I, listen, I, I'm very, very excited about this. At first, and, and I'll concede right up front, I, my first thing was, well, I don't, I don't get it. And you said, well, you know, if you think about where we get all of our news from, or a, a majority of our news, right. we'll get it from a lot of these folks. And so if we're going to use their 
<laughs> my words, not Mark's. If we're going to rip them off, the least we could do <laughs> is, to, you know, to save any sort of um, lawsuit. Just bring them into 360 Vegas Vacation 4 and, and let's let everyone get a meet and greet yeah, with them. Yeah, I don't like the way he's saying no. that at all. This sounds like, all right, if, if we let everybody meet them, reason, they'll never sue My them. lawyers are telling me. nothing to do yeah, with no, that. No, 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 no. These, these are people that equally love the Vegas community. And I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are doing good stuff. These guys are doing I want to make sure everybody knows they're doing it. And then, and then I meet them. We're like, you guys are fucking awesome. We're like, wait a minute. Why aren't you involved in this shit? Get in here. And hold on. And I love the fact. So I love the fact that the first grouping are folks that are in Vegas and reporting on Vegas. And, and these are, are, I don't know if they're all bloggers, if they have other things. And I apologize. I'm not as up to speed. Karen with exactly what they do. I she, uh, th those but that she has met, she obviously knows. I, I, yeah, I know them. And I know that they, they're part of the on the ground Vegas stuff that. Again, you well, Mike's mind not, this. Mike's not in Vegas, but you, uh, uh, the spirit of what you're saying. Right. But but you mind what they do and what they put out for news yeah. about Vegas because they do a great job with it. Absolutely. And they, they, they dive into the best details and all that parts of it. So give them kudos. I mean, you, you always quote them on the show, but if they can be there and have a meet and greet. I mean, folks that listen to your show obviously find the news interesting, so it's awesome that they're there. The second part that I think is interesting is, is like the next group are folks that have their own podcast about Vegas. Yeah. Different than yours. Yeah. But still, it, it's a forum that people like and enjoy and, and I, there's obviously crossover between the podcasts. Of course. People listen it's to all more the same news. One. Yeah, it is, but it, it's also, they're all talking about it and everybody seems to have it, they have their different take on it. Yes, so. they have their own angle. That's what I respect about about these shows is they yeah. have their own angle. Exactly. So you can bet on that. I know they're heavily craps focused, but but they well, gambling in general. Yeah, they have their own vote on thing and you know, aces and faces, it, it's it's a slightly different take but on a topic that everybody loves. So well, yeah, that guy's and, his interviews and whatnot, it's he's, it's good stuff, man. And if And he's been to two Vegas vacations, by he the way. Yes, yeah. And he he's a great guy. He's a great this guy. is awesome. So if you can help expand either your listeners opportunities to find out more about Vegas and gambling or even help these guys introduce them to listeners that they didn't have before. I mean, at the end of the day, it, if it's a community about Vegas, especially you wanted them all to be, to be successful. When I've said so it before, why not do some cross pollination? I, I, I've said it before. I don't, I don't know if I've ever said it on air. I, I listen, I don't consider other shows competition. I don't. And, and it's not some arrogant thing like, well, I'm one of the best, you know, so I don't consider that's not it to me. We're all, people who enjoy the same city and the same hobby yeah so i don't really understand like there is no competition there we're i mean it, we're all basically just doing the same fucking thing right. when we were little kids we we're playing star wars i wasn't competing with the kid playing star wars over there i was just we we're just playing fucking star wars <laughs> you know so to me like these are just people that inherently i i'm, I'm already going to get along with because so i'm like some, you like you the same thing that I like. Common yeah. with them. Right. and then like oh and you like you love it so much you want a podcast about it like Yet another thing that we have in common. And they, they have different takes on it. Absolutely. So, so that's the best part. Everyone Absolutely. has their own takes on a, a topic that is liked by many. So I I, it, I think it's really exciting. I'm, I, I'm looking forward it. to this. I've met some amazing people, and, and these these are amazing people that I can't wait for you to meet. So, I'm sorry, Tony. I jumped all over your yeah. perspective there. <laughs> I, I have a feeling what you said was a joke, and we just destroyed it. Like, oh, you're wrong, Tony. It's wrong. So let's move on to stupid karma. <laughs> stupid karma. Don't be hurt. Come on. I love you. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You're, I am a firm believer that um, it is not a zero-sum game. Yeah. You know, it's it's not uh, you, either you can have it or I can have it. It's a rising tides rises all ships sort yeah. of thing. And uh, the, quite frankly, my opinion is the more people that are out there that are doing that are talking about Vegas in the new media and in social media, that's going to get people to start paying attention. Could you imagine just even even four years ago? Could you imagine if if um, God, what's a good way to try to uh, so you've got shows like Entertainment Tonight. This is a terrible analogy, and I apologize ahead of time, but just follow me. I'm going somewhere. Okay, else. okay. Imagine if you had the equivalent of like an Entertainment Tonight and uh, uh, Access Hollywood and all of these other TV shows that, that are always talking about the, the goings-on in Hollywood, right? Imagine if there were television shows that talked and highlighted exclusively what Las Vegas was doing and what was going on on the Strip. Don't you think that the 
that the hotels and the casinos on the strip would be paying attention to what's being said on these television shows yeah. that are the equivalent to Hollywood uh, Entertainment Hollywood or what all, you know all the trashy TV tabloid right, shows right. are. Right. That's kind of what's going on right now with us. The more people that are talking about Las Vegas, that are podcasting about it or blogging about it or doing the things that they're doing on social media and, and in the new media about Las Vegas, at some point, people are gonna go, whoa shit, we should probably be listening to what people are talking about because they're highlighting and they're talking to our ultimate customer. Right. I think that's what's cool. When you get additional folks that are that are talking about Las Vegas in whatever form they've decided to use, that is only a good thing because that causes Las Vegasites to pay attention to what's being said about them. And that is only then a good thing for the consumer, in my opinion. I, I completely agree with you. The more the merrier, I say, and uh, we are so excited to share these guys with you. It's gonna be so much fun. Well, and with the exception of um, Michael from Vegas Break, yeah, I've gotten to meet uh, all the other folks, yes. and they're just as cool and laid back and easygoing and as you could possibly imagine. I mean, there's there is not an ego amongst you know any of these people that I've ever had to meet, and that's what's so much fun. It's I... just it's fun to hang out with fun people. Okay, okay, let's keep let's keep moving here. Uh, we've got some stupid karma. Because Las Vegas, KTNV wrote it perfectly. I'll simply read from the article and mock it accordingly. Less than a week ago, Jimmy I don't know, Corrales and his family moved to Las Vegas from Amarillo, Texas. They say they came to Las Vegas to escape the violence and crime in their small Texas town. We want a better environment and better opportunity for our kids, said Jimmy. Tuesday afternoon, they say they were hoping to enjoy a family fun day at the Adventure Dome when things quickly went downhill. Where the roller coasters were at, they have the view of that parking lot, says Liliana Corrales. That's when she says Jimmy noticed the truck is missing. Only in town for two days. They say they haven't had a chance to find an apartment yet and have been staying at Circus Circus where the rental truck was parked. Let's dissect the stupid Tony. Let's dissect it. Who right, the fuck packs up their entire house, puts it in a rental truck? Who, who, first of all, who does that without finding residency wherever it is they're gonna go? Who does it? You, there's a thing called the fucking internet. There, there are phones that you can call and look for apartments or do whatever. What fucking idiot packs up everything they have, moves to a place, and be like, ah, we'll find something. We'll find it. Well, and it, circus, circus parking lot to boot. Right. I know it's like going. You know what? You know what we'll do. Here, here's the plan, sweetie. Here's what we're gonna do. Circus, circus. Let's just go to circus, circus. We'll go to circus, circus hotel and casino. We'll park everything that we own in a moving van that no one could mistake <laughs> for anything other than a moving van. Park that right there for two fucking days. Just park there for two days, so nobody has a chance to scout it out or see if anyone's paying attention. See if it, you know if it's moved from its space. I mean, nobody's ever gonna do it. But let's go to circus, circus. You know, and, you know, we'll eventually find wherever the hell we're going to move to. I mean, there's uh, there's got to be places to live in Las Vegas. But I'll tell you what, rather than plan, rather than plan, rather than do any effort or research or whatnot, let's just put it all in a truck. Go to a hotel casino, hang out, and uh, things will work itself out. We'll find a place to live. What could happen? What could go wrong? Certainly nothing. I'm sure it's, this must be the end of the story, no? Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Inside the truck, the family says, was their entire home. Everything from the kids' beds to toys and photographs. The Corvallis or the Corrales family, the idiot family, got a bit of hope when they received a call from the LVMPD that their truck was found. Hope quickly changed when Jimmy discovered everything inside the truck was gone. All that remained was the children's store-up clothes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we can't wear these. Might as well tear them off. Right. Oh, what are we going to do with this shit? We can't. <laughs> While they know material things come and go, they wanted most was their kids' pictures. 
family heirlooms and sentimental items that can never be replaced. Well, maybe you shouldn't have put them in a moving van and then parked it in the <laughs> circus, circus fucking parking lot, you fucking idiot. Here's the terrifying part of this, Tony. Here's the terrifying part. For, uh, these idiots are raising children, Tony. They're raising yeah. children. This is why Trump is a presidential candidate, because stupid people have been breeding stupid children in high volume. This was inevitable that the stupid people would take over one day, Tony. This is inevitable. The family set up a GoFundMe page to raise money to replace their stolen property. Circus Circus released a statement saying, this is an incredibly unfortunate situation. <laughs> Our security staff is cooperating fully as police conduct their investigation. Prior to being contacted by Channel 13, we had not been made aware of the family circumstances. I love how Circus Circus is like, yeah, yeah moving vans in, in the parking lot. I mean, it's not, it's not something new about that. <laughs> we call that Tuesday. What the fuck's right. the point? <laughs> how fucking stupid. Like, this to me is ultimately gone. No, that's exactly what should have happened to you. You may be some of the dumbest people on this fucking planet. And it's horrifying that you've bred. It's horrifying that you've bred. No, I think bread is the best way to do it because these are clearly idiot animals. Only animals would make fucking dumbass things like Karen said off mic uh, that they bred. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, they procreated. And I'm like, no, 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 that sounds a bit too human. These people are barely human, clearly. Fucking idiots. Who does stupid shit like this? I, there's, I agree. There's, there's lots of wrong in all of this story. I think, so I, you know what? I am a glass half full kind of fellow. Oh, I'm going adorable. to find I'm going to find the good in all of this. Right. Clearly, if they could fit everything they fucking owned in a rental van, <laughs> they didn't have that much to begin with. Well, fair enough. So I'm going to go ahead and make a $125 donation to this GoFundMe page, and I bet you they're going to be able to buy twice as much shit oh, Tony, that can be stolen. I think you're only encouraging them to make the same mistakes again if you do that. I will also buy them a lock pad for their <laughs> Clearly the U-Haul lock pad was not not enough. <laughs> and a sign that says there's nothing in here worth stealing. Right. <laughs> so that way at least the thieves will open it up going, they were right, there's nothing uh, in here. You know what? We, we had this coming. Why we even bother? Coming. Brilliant. Oh my gosh, that's... Uh, that's that's uh, that is quite an interesting story. That's wow. um, on the one hand, I mean, on the one hand, I, I got to concede I do legitimately feel bad for them. If these people are this stupid, they're just barely getting by in life. I, course, I mean, this is this is just a uh, this is probably really just a culmination of terrible life choices. <laughs> and I know I'm paying for this. So, you know what? I, I got to go back to work on Monday. These people have a GoFundMe page. Jesus. All right, all right. So let's talk about this valueless replica that's been destroyed. A car crash this week destroyed the, what is for some reason, being described as, quote, iconic. Welcome to fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Now, let me make sure you heard that right. <laughs> okay, Welcome to downtown Las Vegas sign. Not the one that the whole world knows and we all love. This is a sign that was put up in 2002 on the corner of 4th and Las Vegas Boulevard. I dare any of you to show me a personal photo you took of yourself in front of that iconic sign. Don't get me wrong, I don't have anything against that sign. I'm annoyed by the gross over-exaggeration of any relatively new knockoff of the real thing. Now, police say the driver crashed his truck into the sign around 6.50 a.m., and it took until 10 a.m. to get it off of the sign that it plowed over. However, the driver did not appear impaired, so the crash remains under investigation. Since the sign was damaged beyond repair, it was confirmed that the sign will need to be replaced. However, it isn't clear if they will use the same design or even if it will be located in the same place. No word how long or how little it will cost. However, it appears the driver, who was insured, will take on some of that expense. 
A random person with a smartphone captured video of the scene and sold it to the Associated Press. I was so annoyed by this story, if that isn't clear. It, and just to be clear, your annoyance really was just from going on and on and on about alleging that the down welcome to downtown. A hundred percent. Was okay. They just okay. kept like it was the iconic sign. Like, what's fucking iconic about it? Like, it's not even copyright. I can make a sign, put it out in my fucking front lawn. This is the same fucking thing. Somebody runs it over. It's not fucking iconic. I assure you. <laughs> So fucking dumb. Like, it was clearly they're going, oh, my goodness, this saw. And it was always at the end of every single fucking news article I saw. It was like going, just to be clear, this isn't the Welcome to Las Vegas sign that's so famous and it's down here if I made by Betty. Like, they always made a point to just shoehorn it in there. Like, going, oh, this sign got run over. Oh, my God. But it's not that sign. It's not that sign. Yeah, which is interesting because they obviously know that the reader is potentially going to be confused as to which sign it is. And you only add to the confusion by putting the word iconic in front of yes. it. So, I uh, know, I understand. I under, frankly, I didn't even understand why it was even, I mean, uh, well, one thought at a time, Tony. I didn't even know why it was a story to begin with because I, I saw the sign throughout the week. I saw the sign. I ran it over with my car. <laughs> I saw the sign. The so and get on mic. God damn it. Karen's fucking chatting her head off over here laughing. She's singing the song along with you at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Awesome. And as soon as you said, I saw the sign, and I thought, I saw the sign. And then you started singing. It's incredible. The exact same time you were. So fucking hurry up. Get on by. I saw the story about the sign, and at first I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, oh, wait. I know what that sign is. That shit ain't iconic. And especially since it's only been up since 2002. Right. The fuck does that make me since I've been born since 77? Fucking ancient? <laughs> We are historical. That's right. <laughs> we are an artifact. That's right. Fucking idiots. I know. All right, all right, all right. So this is, now this is an interesting story. Yeah, big time. Absinthe is relocating. It was announced that the extremely popular and successful show, Absinthe, is leaving Caesar's Palace once their contract expires October 21st. Absinthe has been in residency and a tent on Caesar's Roman Plaza for five years. They routinely sell out their shows, pull about 5,000 people a week, and have a pretty low production cost by Vegas standards. So clearly this is a show just about any property would love to have. However, their production requires a somewhat awkward-sized venue most can't accommodate. Except maybe one. Like a venue that was built for just such an awkward-type show. Like a show developed by the exact same people who develop Absinthe. Cosmopolitan's Rose Rabbit Lie Space, formerly home to Vegas Nocturne, seems to be the best fit for Absinthe to relocate to. It's speculated that the production may have reestablished a relationship with the new owners of Cosmopolitan after their very public falling out with former owners. How exciting is that idea? That's kind of cool. I'll give them that. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. Why isn't Caesars paying whatever the fuck they've got to pay to keep absent because it seems to be the one show in in Vegas that's really been able to stick around for oh, a no long one will time. Shut up about absolutely. You've got Cirque shows and an absent that nobody will shut up about. You're absolutely yeah. right. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know. My only guess is that Cosmopolitan came to him like going, "What the fuck else are we gonna do with this thing? Here, here, do whatever you want here." I don't know. I'm with you. What showed up with, with a that dump truck full of money. Too? Like, think about that. Think about that giant space before that. It was just a huge area that every once in a while they had weddings at, but it was just, it was always just. Which this, is so awkward. To but it was with. always just this funny. large, giant area. Like, what the fuck is all this empty space for? So, I, I may be one of the few people on the planet that still has absolutely no interest in going to see Absinthe. Oh my God. So, you know, the crazy thing is, is that is the number one thing everybody always says. Like, how have you guys not seen Absinthe? It's exactly your sense of humor. It's so crazy. I, I, yeah, there's something about it that I, I don't want to see. And I kind of blame it on you letting the whole don't mess with me if I'm in the audience thing rub off on me. Well, that is, that is, uh, I, uh, I have been warned, should you go to Absinthe, don't get anywhere near the front of the stage. I, I just, I don't care. I agree, that does I disturb me. I agree. And even if it's at Cosmo, I still don't care. That that show is not, and there's not a lot of shows on my list of must-see. I must assure see. you we're going to get a shit ton of response from That's this. That's fine. I, I get Please it. Please copy in at Karen Mark for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, uh, yeah. So I, really a perfect date night for you in Vegas would be dinner at Fireside and then come on over to, nah, Fire Lounge. What shit? Pepper nah, Mill's what he was going up. for. It was, it was so great. I knew exactly I what I knew he where meant. he was going to, actually. It was so great. Well, there you go. So but when no. I say a perfect date night, let's just cut to you guys laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so here's the thing. So I've been to Pepper Mill, and that's great. I don't need to do it again. I've that's, never... that's horseshit for one. You have to go to the Fireside Lounge. I don't have to. You no. have to go to the I Fireside don't. Lounge. I don't. You will but anyway, go to the Fireside Lounge. I've been to Pepper Mill. I don't need to do it again. I understand I will nobody else you. agrees you with will me. go. You'll what? Roofie you if I have to. <laughs> Good, because then I won't remember, so it's Damn fine. It. <laughs> <laughs> but no, absent. I just... And there's Cirque shows that I want to go see. There's something about absent. I just don't have any interest We're in. We're more than likely going to do it at some point. I, I've had far too many people like going, this is crazy. How have you yeah. not seen it? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I've been, when, when have I ever given in to peer pressure? I've if I don't want to go, I'm not going. But I, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm sure that it wouldn't be the first time that I've watched something like going, how the fuck did it take me this long to watch this? So I, I have to rely on our so, listeners that are uh, like, dude, I love your show. This is fucking. I, I watch this. I listen to your show. I'm like, oh my god, it's the same thing. So, so there, there are a couple of, of listeners and, and friends that we've made that if they told me that you, you have to go see this, you'll love it. Then I'd listen. All to right. Them. Well, you know who you are. So, <laughs> it's a short list. Um, <laughs> they know who they are. They do. But yeah. I, otherwise, I don't care. And I don't care how how much the listeners. Yeah. At Karen Mark, you can tell me how wrong I am. I have to go see it. I, I don't care. I don't care. And if you haven't learned. Mark and I don't necessarily give in to peer pressure, so... Well, that's kind of what we respect about all of those that we're close to, is yeah. we want to... Pe- we will peer pressure the fuck out of you. Go ahead. But don't you dare give in to it. <laughs> we will lose all respect for you, like, Jesus Christ, I only browbeat you for two hours. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. There are more changes at Caesars. Not long after it was announced that Matt Goss would end his... It, I love how I wrote it. <laughs> he wrote... <laughs> Not long after it was announced that Matt Gus would end its residency at the properties Cleopatra Lounge. He's a person. Come on. Eh, Barely. (laughs) Renamed. Figure. So so he's performing at... at (laughs) This is so fucked up. I'm not even trying to fix any of this. He was performing at the properties Cleopatra Lounge. It was renamed the Gossie Room after the tool himself. Caesars announced that they would close the venue and remodel it into a, quote, famous nightclub brand specializing in live music. It isn't clear if that means it will be an established brand or or if it's just going to be that they're so confident that whatever they're going to build is going to become such an iconic brand or whatever. God damn, this is rambly. I apologize. Vegas Eater is, but I'm not going to fix it. (laughs) Vegas Eater (laughs) is now reporting that the Seahorse Lounge, located across the hall from Searsucker Restaurant, has also been closed. No word what will replace it, but permits filed say it will be a 6,200 square foot space and cost an estimated 2.8 million to build. It also isn't clear what will happen to the 1,700 gallon aquarium featuring Australian pot belly seahorses. If I recall, Tony, you spoke specifically to this. I assume there will be a 21 flush salute for them. I didn't even know this lounge existed. I'm not gonna lie. I had no. Oh yes, you did. Or yes, you did. A seer sucker restaurant? Are you kidding me? I think it's. Well, that's not. That's just the the restaurant that you're aware of. Her famous chef. Mark, I'm confident. I'm confident. If if we were, if I could transport you to Caesar's Palace right this second, and we like stood right in front of you, be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. You're probably right. I just probably had absolutely no idea that one, it was called that, or two, there were seahorses in in there. Yeah, they had them in like a like a a pillar type aquarium. They were cool. It was it was clever. It was it was neat. But were they large seahorses or just like tiny? No, 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 no. Little little seahorses. See, maybe that's one of the reasons. Like I'm like, were they big? Yes, an Aquaman used to ride around (laughs) them. 
<laughs> that I would in my head I hear Seahorse Lounge and I'm like these are fucking giant seahorses how did I miss this but like no there's just shit ton of little ones but like oh well of course I wouldn't have noticed that even the giant ones aren't more than like six to eight inches tall. in my head they're far larger and Aquaman rides them exactly if anything everything I know about underwater sea life I learned from super friends well, and I hate to say it Maybe. Think about that. King Triton had them pulling his his fucking uh, uh, chalice or, or uh, not chalice, whatever the chariot. You know chariot. the chariot. There you go. I knew there was something. I'm to fucking say it. Is my mic not on? <laughs> oh. Is this thing on? <laughs> so uh, I know you guys are fixated on this on the seahorses, but for me it was the whole seersucker. Because I was at a meeting this week with a guy that had a seersucker suit on, and not so it was white with the blue pinstripes, and he had matching bow tie, matching shoes for this seersucker. Like I'm just looking at this dude going, "All right, you're like a technical celebrity chef Brian Malarkey." Fuck you, Brian Mark. Do you know Brian? Yeah, Brian Malarkey. Do you know him? You familiar with him? No, I don't. Karen. Don't look at me like that. Fucking answer the goddamn question. Well, you jumped all over what I was saying because you didn't find it interesting, so fuck you. Oh, no, I was trying. I told you there was a whole chef. I, I was interested in it. He's wearing a seersucker suit. I told you it was some kind of celebrity. Do you no, know the, the name, guy? The name doesn't sound familiar to me. Oh, well, right then now, I no. completely apologize. <laughs> I thought it was like, I, I thought I was going to blow your mind. I'm like, going, oh, it's this guy. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Well, I love that guy. <laughs> but it, but the I, restaurant's closed, so it doesn't fucking matter. No, no, no. Seersuckers isn't closed. The Seahorse Lounge that was located across from the Seersucker restaurant is closed. Seersucker's still there. Okay. This did not work out the way I had planned. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Showstoppers, the show Steve Wynn helped develop and couldn't gush about enough, is stopping... The show stopping, show stopper is stopping <laughs> September 30th after a lot of money and not a lot of return. Up next, Paradise Pier. <laughs> All right. I, I, I got to concede, I did not catch the stopping joke, but I really don't get And I read it and I reread it and I'm like, up next, Paradise Pier. Up next, Paradise Pier. I don't get Pier. it either. Is that so, the thing that he's trying to build? Yes. So the idea is, uh, so here, here's the, the origin of the joke. Let's break down a joke, which means it clearly wasn't funny. <laughs> so, it was funny to, ev- to, to you, me, but to, to nobody me. else. Yeah. Yes. So the idea I had when I was writing this was Showstoppers, the show that Steve Wynn busted his ass on to build. Oh, my God, this is so great. Everybody look at it. It failed. What's the next thing that he's been doing the exact same thing to? Paradise Pier. Mm, let's see how successful that one is. I get it. Okay. Okay. There you well, go. Explaining a joke always equals success. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just, it's, I look at it as a window into your mind. Oh, when you, you don't want to see you, that. You, you don't want that. You really don't want that. Trust me. This woman has frequently me. asked me to close the shades. <laughs> I, I, I've learned enough from the years of going, wait, so hold on. There are many times that she'll be like, I don't get, I don't want to know. I don't, I'm not going to ask. I don't want to know. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> Raiding the Rock Vault is the latest show to close at Tropicana due to either being a bad show or due to the Tropicana purse. Purse? purse. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, alcohol. (laughs) Jingle, jingle, jingle. (laughs) Look what I've got. Come here, kitties. It's payday. Jingle, jingle, jingle. (laughs) What I meant was it's closing either due to being a bad show or due to the Tropicana curse. Its last show will be on July 31st. I'm going to guess it's a bad show. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't even heard of it. But, so. In a desperate attempt to increase ridership and convince people this idea is actually working, this week, Giada was photographed doing yoga on the high roller. Oh, for fuck's sake. I would like to be photographed doing Giada. <laughs> <laughs> on the high roller? <laughs> or anywhere. Just anywhere. What? Don't step on my joke, damn it. That was legitimately funny. I was trying to help you. I thought I, thought I was adding to it. I apologize. Hold on. As long as you Right, right. Like, I'd be like, no, no, Giada. I will not do you in the privacy of a bedroom. No. High roller, nothing. 
Jesus, Mark. And as long as long as she doesn't smile at you, because then you have to worry that something else is going to get bitten. That she's going to attack you. Yeah, I, I, I'm convinced that's, her and Julia. Praying Roberts. She's praying mantis. I was just going to say that. I'm convinced Giada and Julia Roberts are human praying mantises. I'm convinced of it. I can see that. Uh, you know what? That that is a chance I'd be willing to take <laughs> over and over and really? over. Well, if you're going to be eaten, sir, it's not going to be over and over and over. It's going to be once. Well, maybe, maybe she, she liked so much. She was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat you yet. <laughs> you willing to take that gamble? Like, I, I think I got a chance to get a, get, a, get, a, get a couple rounds in here. I do. Even even my wife knows that. Oh. So there's a, I think it's a, a Friends reference that there's some, there's an episode of the Friends where they make a reference to quote unquote the list, and you can have like five celebrities, right? Your list, and if and if they were if they were wanted to sleep with you, it would be okay for you to sleep with them it's because they're on your right. list. Right, right. right. Giada. Giada takes up the first three spots. What? Are you serious? Tony. Uh, we haven't talked uh, in years about a list. Uh, we're not going to do it now because, God, it would take way too much effort. I haven't even well, my wife says my point, list consists like... of anybody with a vagina. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, and to what Karen was going for at this point, like going, so that's never going to happen. And to be honest with you, the effort involved just isn't worth it. I'm just going to, can we just do it together forever? That'll, that'll work for me. That's... Well, that wasn't quite what I was going to say, but I appreciate that very much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fair enough. Chiata's <laughs> no, most definitely on my list. So. The top All right, spots. well, I guess that's going to do it for news, prop bets, and uncomfortable stories about Tony's sex life. So let's move on to Vegas deals. Vegas deals. Once again, we are partnering with Caesars Entertainment to bring you comped and discounted tickets to some of their shows in residency. Once again, we are featuring Paul Zierden at Planet Hollywood. Paul Zierden is the season 10 winner of America's Got Talent and is described as the ventriloquist for the South Park generation. He performs daily in the Planet Hollywood showroom Tuesday through Sunday at 4 and 7 p.m. Tickets will run you about 51 to $106. If you're interested in getting comp tickets to see Paul Zerden, you just need to be going to Vegas in the next three months and willing to do an audio review of the show from your phone and send it into the show so we can share it with the listeners. If you qualify, send us an email at 360vegaspodcast.com, or I guess, no, it wouldn't be .com, would it? At 360vegas at gmail, Jesus Christ, 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> With your name oh, and the show you are interested in seeing, we'll throw it into a drawing, and at the end of this month, we'll select the winner. Those that don't win will get a promo code for $20 off tickets to see the show if you're still interested in attending. Again, if you use the promo code to purchase tickets, we just want you to record a review from your phone and send it into the show so we can play it. You'll support the show by using the promo code, and your review will make our sponsors happy that you're talking about the show on our show. I can honestly say this is a really cool guy to get to go see. I remember watching this guy on America's Got Talent with Jen and just howling with laughter. This guy is this guy is funny. The guy is funny. I I, I just went to paulzierden.com and, and as soon as I saw pictures, I'm like, oh my God, that's who that guy is. Yeah. yeah. I remember howling with laughter when he was on the show. So it's uh that that's cool. That's really cool that they're that they're willing to offer up some comp tickets, I, I think you would be um, remiss not to take advantage of this opportunity. There you go. Let's move into coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residency that will be performing in Vegas in the future. 
This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. First up, Garbage is performing at the Foundry at SLS on Thursday, September 22nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $45. Vertical Horizon is performing on the first stage of Fremont Street Experience Saturday, August 6th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and admission is free. Melissa Etheridge is performing on the 3rd Street stage at the Fremont Street Experience Saturday, August 20th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and again, admission is free. And if you want to be a rock star, Smith! Uh, <laughs> One hit wonder, Smash Mouth is performing on the 3rd Street stage at Too the good. Fremont Street Experience Saturday, September 3rd. Show starts at 9 p.m. and uh, admission is appropriately priced. Okay, at they had at least three hits. Whatever. Okay. I, I want you, to, I want you to, to, to talk about my favorite story about Smash Mouth. What did you think the original lyrics to their uh, their, their song were? Okay. Um, the, the the breakout you, hit. If you want me to like jump in on this, you might want to prep me beforehand because right now I'm sitting there looking at it. Just like, popped I in have my head. No idea just what you're talking about. I have no second. idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's something about be there when your baby's old enough to be laid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's not the what they whole said. The, the, walking on the sun. Yeah yeah yeah. So don't delay. Back now, so close That whole song. I just that part. This whole thing fell incredibly short of what I was hoping for. <laughs> oh, I, no, at the end, I thought that the, the whole phrase was, you need to be there when your baby's old enough to get laid, and yeah. apparently it's old enough to relate. Yeah, and she was so, like, oh, I loved it, and we found the lyrics, she was like, going, I don't like it as much. <laughs> sure, I liked it better when it was relate. What? This isn't an, at all what I was hoping for. Sorry. Then maybe you should prep me beforehand, because obviously I'm not living up to your expectations. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> When I was in high school, um, Tim McGraw had his um, had a had a his hit song. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Yeah. And one of my high school friends, her mom was like, oh, "I just love this song, but it's so dirty." And you know, we're there's like a group of us that are kind of over, and we're like, "What? Why? What do you mean it's dirty?" And she said, "You know." Uh, don't know what it is about that little girl's oven, but I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Oh my we're like, goodness! Oh. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's don't know what it is about that little girl's loving, <laughs> but I like it. Not I like oh, well, that's oh. different. I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. And lastly, Loverboy is performing at the Golden Nugget on Friday, October twenty eighth. Show started at eight p.m. Show starts. <laughs> All of them starts. <laughs> Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 43 bucks. Who is Loverboy? Uh, what, what thing I would know? Yes. Best best Loverboy songs. Okay, hang on. Let's no, see. just just read. I'll 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 Google. You read. He's googling right now. It's, uh, it's hot loving is one of them. Working for the weekend. Working for the weekend. Everybody's That's what. Working okay. for the weekend too. I think that's actually on Rock Band, isn't it? It's on Rock Band. Yeah, Tony, you could sing that song. Well, guess what we're doing as soon as we're done podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to do it for this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, there's more. Uh, Tony, Tony. Oh, fuck, it's over. Karen, we got to finish the show. (laughs) And he's gone. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move into the river. Tony? Yeehaw, yeehaw. Yes. <laughs> Read it, buddy. Read it. Oh, this is from our, our friend, West Texas Sean. He uh, titled it Vegas for Dummies. <laughs> he gives it five out of five. He's talking about you. And he gives That's it fair. five out of five stars. That's fair. He says, so after booking an upcoming October excursion to Vegas, I began looking for podcasts to stoke the flames for a journey I've needed for what will be two plus years wow. since the wife and I have Vegas vacationed, which was during the Labor Day holiday of 2014. Don't get me wrong, I found interesting and informative offerings, but none got my Vegas juices flowing like 360 Vegas. 
Vegas is our favorite destination and we were visiting about every six months until I discovered, quote unquote, dirty Vegas, New Orleans. <laughs> oh, and no. It got a little sidetracked with the wonderment of the French Quarter. 360 got me back on the track and made me realize why we love Sin City so much and can't wait until October. If you like your Vegas news, reviews, and history with just the right mix of humor and debauchery, then by all means, I can't recommend this podcast enough. Keep up the good work, guys, and please post another vintage vintage Vegas. I sure love them. Yes, we all love them. Uh, I'm working on them. I'm working on them. They take a lot more effort than the regular shows. Way more than you. I I assure you there are some Twitter polls coming your way regarding such a topic. I can't believe he gave up Vegas for New Orleans and the French Quarter. I've said it. Hold on. No. Hold on. I've said it before that New Orleans is the dirty, less safe version of Fremont Street. Well, yeah, that's because that's how I described it to you the first time I was there. Because I went to French Quarter and... Bourbon Street before you did. Right. And you're like, what is it like? I'm like, okay, it's it's downtown Vegas, but dirtier, grosser, and less safe. Yeah. <laughs> and, with no rules. But it's, And you're like, what? But I can see how you would, especially if they live no. close to it. If they live close to it, or in the, it's it's a reasonable, you know, a little puddle hop, you know, kind of a kind of a plane flight. I can get how you could get lost in it for, so, for a couple of years. So my guess is, because if he's in West Texas, he can probably drive so, there. Yeah, not far at all. But, no, it, you have one casino, which is the Harris. And, oh, shit, that's right. And, yeah. and honest to God, the rest, Bourbon Street, okay. Bourbon Street is an experience. Don't judge him too harshly, because I'm I kind not, of get how this could I'm happen. I'm not. But I, okay, so, so this is me, and I am okay. professed to not be the greatest Vegas fan. I have learned to love it. And I have learned to love it in a way that fits my personality. For somebody to stop going to Vegas to go down to New Orleans and Bourbon Street, what? what there's something wrong in the head. Why? What? Hey, hey. No, hey. there is. There what, is. Why I can identify with this is we've dramatically reduced our number of trips to Vegas because Tunica is right down the street. And I assume, I, I assure you, many people would be like, "Are you fucking crazy? It's similar." So, and especially if this guy on. is a big fan of, of Fremont. Hold on. Similar. Nope. Got an in, argument in, for in, this, in, too. In a, nope. nope. In a realm. Nope. Nope. So, <laughs> Tunica, 45 minutes away. Right. Comp drinks. You get comp drinks in. No, you don't. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, you don't. You have one casino, and then you have Bourbon Street, what which is. primarily drinkers. All right. Who just like to gamble when they're done. So again, I will tell anyone going to Bourbon Street. I'm desperately trying to defend you. Don't get a draft beer, because you don't know the last time the taps were, were cleaned. That is one of the number one things locals have told us. Like, don't get draft beer there. Yeah. Don't Never ever get, get draft, draft beer. beer in in New Orleans. Oof. No, in the French Quarter. In the French Quarter. In the French Quarter. It, it is the. It is dirtiest, pretty, grossest place I, I have ever been. I will still say it is fun to go to a few times. It is, but it no, is I, pretty disgusting it's and an gross. It's an experience and, yeah. that you have to go see. I, I have a great time. We go down there. Never stay in a cheap ass place. Pay the extra money to get an actual don't, hotel. And don't stay on Bourbon Street. Don't nope. stay on Bourbon nope. Street. And and I'm just gonna throw this out there. The odds of you getting a venereal disease are dramatically increased. Just, I, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm not even saying that like, I could literally just have sex with you. We're just in the vicinity. Like, there's a chance it could happen. Who knows? It's fucking, that place is that dirty. It could just it, happen. It's gross. It, it is, is really it's gross. Pretty, never have I seen sex, public sex, so grossly thrown in your face. <laughs> literally, let's tell this story. At one point, like Karen and I are really good at ignoring people. Obviously, you, you're in Vegas. You get porn slappers. Obviously, they're not oh, as bad no. as they used to be. They're nothing like the Barkers no. for the clubs on Bourbon Street. So I, I, I <laughs> dared to ignore one of these. Like, like, what are you, a fucking faggot pussy? Like, holy shit. Like, all I did was not look at you or regard you. They're like, you want to come on in here? We got titties. We got all this. We're like, uh, and they would say something like that to me. Like, what the fuck just happened? Or, or even for the women, because I had the, oh, the female. Oh, same thing. The yeah. female barker slapped me on the ass so hard I had a bruise. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Oh. They're. Not, but I, 
all that being said, I don't want to discourage you from going to New Orleans because. <laughs> wait, no. wait a minute, wait a minute. You should still experience this. No, 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 no. But here, here's the difference. Everyone thinks that, that the French Quarter is New Orleans, Bourbon Street, New Orleans, and that's not the case. There not are restaurants and, and food and historical sites and I mansion and stuff. I taste the way that it tastes. No, you have to go visit New Orleans. It's unbelievable. Just not. Don't trade Bourbon Street for Vegas. What the hell are you thinking? I mean, anyway. obviously you have to try it, but I assure you, you will be equally disgusted. I, I, I love Ag- or New Orleans. I love so do going I, down yeah, there. I, I do. I was there this week and had again some amazing food. And every time we go, food. you always end up going down Bourbon Street. But every time you're like, it's so gross. I can't believe this place is here. See, and maybe that's where my benefit is because I go down there for work and I see a lot of places that are not Bourbon Street. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I really we, enjoy the rest of it. We literally wandered for like an hour and a half just around the whole French Quarter. And we're like, this place is charming as fuck. During the day? Yes. During, well, during the day, that's right. Yep, Let's is. be clear. <laughs> anyway, that was a long segue. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in you, West, I can't Jesus say Christ. West Texas wow. Sean. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed that you would trade New Orleans for Vegas. Person I've never heard, but had who loves our show so much that he rated it five stars <laughs> on. Uh, I'm disappointed in you. Thank I'm, you, I'm Karen. Conso- I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. Well, that, now we're using better words. Now we're using better I'm words. Not I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I, I can't hope, wait to meet this guy. I hope that we have reignited your love for Vegas because between the two, I think that's probably more what you're looking for. You know what? You know what? I <laughs> I, I really hope West Texas Sean does is you come to a Vegas vacation because, sir, I assure you. Oh, call me out. Give there, me all kinds no, of shit. No, no, not fine. that. Fuck that. That's not what I'm saying. I assure you, you attend one, sir. There will be no other destination that you would choose. <laughs> <laughs> we are the crack of vacations, sir. <laughs> And, you and, thought Vegas was awesome and addicting before? No, no. Go ahead. I'm done. So what, what I wanted to say was that sounds conceited. Oh, as it should, because I've earned but it. But it's really true. And again, <laughs> as someone that, that doesn't, doesn't have the innate love for Vegas as Mark does, I have grown to love it. I've grown to love all things about it. And quite honestly, I have met the best people Vegas at 360 vacations. Vegas Vacations. It's more than I've ever dreamed it would be. It's more, so, way more. If you're thinking about it, hey, there's two next year. If you can only make one, pick one, and you'll probably want to come to the other one. You'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're debating, go to the second one. But you probably ought to come to the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first one, and then you'll be like, oh fuck, we got to figure out how to go to the second one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, Tony, we're kind of stomping all over you there. No, no, quite to the contrary. I- Clip my toenails, trim my pubes. I had plenty of time. You could keep ew, going on. I'll, ew. Uh, right. <laughs> not wrap really it up curious. then. Yeah, now I'm just Wrap it up. Ooh. <laughs> Although I would like a picture Please. of that. No. Or, or I was pubes. just going to mail you my clipping. That's what I was looking. That's all I wanted. Now we're done. Now we can go. All right. Well, that's going to do it then for episode 206. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Of course, we do get a cut of all these profits. Or you can just help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you would like to send feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where do people find you? I am at 360vegastony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. And you know where to find me. So until next week. Yeah.